Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the yeah. world? Yes, that's what. Like, I, just let the person sleep next to a rope. You got to make them pay for it. Leave it to well, the British to come up with something like that, <laughs> eh? Hey, <laughs> oh boy, got your rope tonight. Can you imagine getting evicted from your rope? Had you you slept on the wrong side of the rope? <laughs> did you? You know. <laughs> What is up, Twisted World fam? We are back with my boys, Cody and Andy. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey, yo. Hey guys, uh, we appreciate all the feedback. Hey, that last episode, Malaysia 370, uh, got uh, got some some people hitting on Facebook talking about it, and uh, some definitely crazy interesting stuff. Um, and just wanted to say to all you guys out there, if you haven't gotten a chance, go to our Facebook page, click the podcast tab, and uh, any one of those episodes, uh, your favorite episode, uh, best, click it, share it. And uh, just drop us a, a little bit of feedback on on why it was your favorite. Um, before we do get into topic, uh, guys, did you guys hear? And I know we're not trying to beat the dead horse with the whole COVID thing, and you know uh, everybody getting the shot and all that. But did you guys hear the conspiracy theory that's like really like just ramping up all over the place? Twitter, I think there's some TikToks on it about the virus about, or about the vaccination. About the vaccination itself. Did you guys hear it? I uh, did. I think it has something to do with AIDS. It does. <laughs> yes. I, I could not at first I, somebody had sent it to me and I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, ah, this, this is just far fetched. And then I, I find that it's, it's, it's hitting all over the place uh, that supposedly, supposedly the vaccine has HIV buried inside of it. Hi. Yes. So um, a little scary if it's real, very unlikely, but uh, you know, that's, that's what's going around right now. So you got to love those, those deep, dark conspiracy theories, mm. right? Way to redirect, right? Like, you're just like, ah, you know, we're so sick of talking about this COVID thing. We'll just wait. And uh, HIV will be a thing again. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about that again <laughs> all over. Let's bring it back deep from the 80s. So now, you know, uh, somebody had posted on Twitter. This was the one that was great. They said, uh, they were asked about, did they get the vaccine? And they were like, yeah, yeah, I got my vaccine. And then immediately following 
asked if they had gotten their HIV test. Uh, why this this person person saying that is, person asked them that? But yeah, they were they were they were talking, and then they were asked immediately following. Hey, and by the way, have you gotten your HIV test? And I guess such a personal question. I'd be like, like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like so, uh, no. What about you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not in forty years, but no. Um, it, and he just he blasted it out, terrifying. Blasted out on Twitter, and Twitter just lights up. Like, why? Why are you putting the two together? Um, so yes, very, very scary. Uh, I, I would really I mean, if hope anybody, that's if anybody the... <laughs> has got the vaccination and wants to go get a test and just let us know, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll do a podcast on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Send, send your, uh, te- your HIV test results to uh, twisted world Stop. at Gmail. <laughs> uh, so we'll take them. We'll take a look, you know, we'll do a deep dive where we will, we, we will delve deep into that conspiracy. Uh, but no, I just, I, I, again, not, to, not to just keep beating the, the COVID thing, but just thought it was crazy. Um, but no, our, our, our topic is something that dates back like 140 years. Um, and still to this day, there's YouTube videos that are grabbing millions of views that there's a plethora of them out there. And it is about, um, Mr. Jack the Ripper. Mm. Uh, London or Jackie, Jackie, Mr. Rip, Cody's buddy, you know, my boy, Jack, his boy, Jack. Yes. (laughs) Always, always his boy, Jack. 134 years. Uh, this just to kind of capsulate what Mr. Rip has done or did in a short period of time, matter of a few months, he massacred a total. Well, they, I guess they attribute a total of five murders. And we'll talk a little bit more about it, but, uh, and did some very grotesque things to these individuals, uh, all women. And, um, he did it from a short period of time and then disappeared. Right. No, they have their, their hunches on who it could have been. And we'll talk about that. Um, but some of the big things that we, we've got to look at as far as this individual is that, um, all the women, but I believe one, the, the one I couldn't, they didn't really talk about as far as did this individual have some of the characteristics of the others, but all the women were prostitutes. Mm. Uh, all of the women had alcohol, alcoholism. Now, granted, alcoholism was rampant during this time period. Oh, dude. I was reading, I was watching a couple of videos and reading something. I mean, literally every one of them were like mentioned or in a timeline were seen drunk. In the yeah. it, like the, yeah. within the timeline yeah. of what is happening, they were drunk briefly before death. Yeah, right before. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they didn't. There's I mean, a, there's no a minor, yeah. minor explanation to <laughs> that. They were like, about the later. Fine. <laughs> they were having yeah. a good time. They were numb. Yeah, yeah they're fine. Yeah. Um, uh, and he did it in so Whitechapel district of London of East London is like, uh, and I was looking at some comparisons, and it was, and I, I I read somebody in, in one of the comments, in one of the videos I I watched. He said, oh, it sounds like uh, Compton in East L.A., right? <laughs> or Philly. Yeah. And, and, and basically, it's just this, this Whitechapel district is where, like, majority of the poverty of uh, London, England at the time existed. Um, they said that there, there was about quarter million inhabitants, roughly. Just in that area. Just it, in that area. What I, was wa- what I was watching and reading was at this time, uh, in 1880s, in that timeline, mm-hmm. London was the biggest city in the world. 
Yes. And there was millions of people there. And this was considered to be like the slum, like where people that were rock bottom, didn't have a lot of places to live, ended up was in this White Castle area. Yeah, it was described. Uh, I guess it was so bad that people would just dump their sewage, like, you know, their, their bathroom junk out in the street. Their doo-doo. And their, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, have, they didn't plumbing? <laughs> no, I, I don't think. Well, okay, but, I so mean, some the, areas had some. Some did, but like, you'll see some of the photos that we're going to post because of, you know, like the room, yeah. where the room's a lady. Get, like, it looks run down. It looks abandoned. Are they pooping in a box or a bucket? Probably a bucket. Bucket. Right? Yeah. Well, they, and like, there was a lot Pretty of these gross. rooms. These, a lot of these rooms had up to 80 people to a room. I, um, I saw it was uh, some of the costs per night were four pence, which would be the equal of like a penny, right? One, uh, four, or one pence would be like equal to a penny. Mm. And it said that the average stay per night in one of these rooms, even though there's crammed tons of people in the room, is about four pennies in a sense, right? Um, or you could rent a rope for a tuppence, which is about a little over a half a penny. And this rope, you would basically it and would yourself. be it would be t- <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought. Yeah, that's oh, that's kind of like it, well, can you terrible. afford death or can you afford a night in hell? So right know, with eighty other people, take a pick. Yeah, take your pick. I mean, the rope's looking real good, real nice, real if nice. If you're pooping in a no. bucket and sleeping with eighty people, <laughs> oh I mean, this smells grotesque. You're just like, no, you know what? I think I, I was born in the wrong timeline. I'm gonna I'm gonna restart. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> While they're drinking mass amounts of booze. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh no, the rope the rope was so that they could lean on the rope and go to sleep. It, lean, lean on, on a rope? rope. Yeah. So, oh, tie yourself to it and then it, so it was tied to the ceiling or it was tied to the wall <laughs> and the and um the floor. And then you it like you would just oh, lean like up hammock. against in a sense, but you just leaned against it and slept in a sense standing up, you know, and it would just kind of support you, right? Tight. So what you couldn't fall. Of- what in yeah. the world? Yes, that's what. Like, I, just let the person sleep next to a rope. You got to make them pay for it. Leave it to well, the British to, to come up with something like that, right? Eh? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh boy, got your rope tonight. Can you imagine getting evicted from your rope? Had you you slept on the wrong side of the rope? <laughs> did you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that's you're poor at that point. Yeah. Well, can, can you poor. look up how much um, alcohol costs? How many pence alcohol costs, or maybe well, like a bottle or something? Yeah, we, we, I it's got to be pretty less, heavily there. Got to be less than a room. They said that most people would drink their sorrows away. So oh it yeah, was, it, it must have been easy to get in some way because a lot of the individuals that we're talking about didn't have enough money to sleep at one of these places that had eighty to right. hundred people. Yeah, and they ended up like going out and prostituting in order to have a bed to sleep in kind of right thing. and that and that that case in, in point will when we get to our, our first murder victim uh it it just totally makes sense when you start piecing together like kind of her like life right before she ended up in this slum um but i saw this statistic that it said that it was worse than 50 50 that if you lived in this um area that due to malnutrition and disease you wouldn't even make it past five years old. So if you were born in this area, you were. It, it was kind of crazy because I'm cutting you off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening when it was listing all the victims. Like all the victims had children. And a lot of them had children. Like one of the ladies had seven kids, but only like five outlived her. 
Right. Right. Like it was common for all these women to have like children, but like a lot of them die. I noticed like a lot of them died 20 years before this all happened to them. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, well, they're all out prostituting and there's no, there was no protection. Almost all of them had been divorced. I think only one, maybe two of them had been widowed, but um, all had like four to seven kids. And like of the four to seven kids, like two per family would make it past when the parent died. So like they were, who knows what the kids are dying of, but you know, I'm sure they're dying of the conditions that they're living in. They were renting the rope. The rope. Yeah. Okay. So a beer back then was three pints for three. Three Three pence? Pence. So they're three like pints? Mm, three pints. I can sleep against a rope. Yeah. Or I can drink this and sleep on the ground. Be fine. Well, yeah, because it was four pence a night to get a bed. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, these people are drunk, so I'm sure they're not getting one beer too. They're probably that's probably what's happening is they're feeling so miserable about having to sleep up against a rope. They're just like, you know what? Who cares if I sleep against a rope tonight? <laughs> you know what? I'd rather wake up in a gutter. I'd, yeah. Full of feet. Yeah. What? Or I'm gonna drink until I don't wake <laughs> up. God. <laughs> I'm gonna drink until I can't smell the feces. I, yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> you got to be numb for that. Yeah. Um. So, and that kind of leads into like, and we'll talk about our first murder victim and and kind of how she ended up and where she ended up and the choices that she made. And so, the late summer of 1888. Um. Miss Mary Ann Nichols. So, Miss Mary Ann Nichols, uh, much like Andy had talked about, you know, she she ended up, you know separated from the man she was with and ends up having to go and, and work. And she becomes a maid, uh, an indentured servant and she's working, but Miss Marianne Nichols had a severe drinking problem. Mm. Her severe drinking problem led to her basically getting fired. And so in order to afford her nightly stay, she became a prostitute like a lot of women in this area. As you do. As you do. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're like, hey, lost my job. I'm gonna go prostitute myself. Prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. It heard it pays the You little. can start immediately. Right? There's no process. It's great. Anyway, one of the pluses of being prostitute. Go ahead. Yeah. I, th- I think that they've um, blocked a lot of the marketing schemes for those, though. So you got to find more tactics. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find uh, your corner. But back then, probably wasn't too hard. Yeah. Right? If you get five underneath you, those five can then pay you for their services and then they can get five. I think there's a, there's a word for that. There is a word for that. Yeah. It's not pyramid scheme. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not pyramid scheme. It's called multi-level marketing. <laughs> okay. We have now created the new MLM people and we promise it's not a pyramid scheme. And if, and if, you know, it's not a pimp, she's, she's a madame. Pamping. So, so you start off, you're the madame first and then you get five under you and then you become the, the, Madam, ML, the MLM pimp, the Madam pimp, the Madam pimp. Yeah, so you start pimp. off. You start off at the bottom, work your way up, and you know now yeah. you now you've got yourself a little corporation going. Yeah, and then when they get out of line, you get your buddy Jack take care of them. That's, yeah, <laughs> mess them up. <laughs> Cody's like, I I provide side services. Let me hit my boy Jack up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's so, good at what he does. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> He's so precise. <laughs> He he's surgical, some would say, in his method. Yeah, he would. He will ensure they stay in line, though. You know, so she was a maid, fires, becomes a prostitute, um, but a heavy drinker, like heavy drinker, uh, to the point where I, the night that she, you know, allegedly was was murdered by the Ripper, she and her uh, prostitute buddy were doing their prostitute thing, 
and sometime in the like near the end of the night her friend's like all right let's go we're done and her, she's like she in a sense boasts about making enough to cover three nights worth of rent but uh drink it away so you know zandy put like two pints or three pints gets you three so i mean you got a picture she'd been drinking all been night right because uh if it's four pence to stay and she had three days worse she had 12 pence i mean she just Pound it away. So she's like, no, I got to go get my rent. And she goes out and gets her rent. And at 3.40 a.m., the body's found. Uh, when was she last seen? By that friend. Uh, sometime a, a little after midnight is what it said. Wow, okay. So Yeah, if I recall, this was the one where they were at some kind of like party with two soldiers. And they left with the soldiers. And basically what had happened was, is when the, when the officers came finally with the call, the scene of the call, there was an officer, a soldier standing on the, on the corner down the block, right? Standing there. And they asked him what he was waiting for. He said, oh, my friend's in there with someone. And so that was all, uh -huh. that dude was all questioned. It, they ended up like getting excused away and everything because they were there on leave. But yeah, it ended up, she was going to make her rent back. Yeah. Because she didn't live in those buildings that she was found in. Right. Um, but yeah, 340 a.m. she was found on someone somebody was leaving to go to work and this is the one that yeah and so and this was the first victim and and the reason we that's important is because it, it seems as time goes on mr jack um got a little uh more artistic per se mm. right so the first victim throat was cut all the way to the spine and she had abdominal slashes that Exposed her intestines. Okay. Nice. Yes. Nice. Well, at least she wasn't talking. Yeah. Um, this, the second murder is where it gets a little like, like he just starts getting gruesome at this point. And, you know, some of the suspects later, or one in particular, is kind of why, in, you know, the uh, investigators believe it was him because they just, and we'll get into him in a little later, but just know that it got, kind of worse as time went on. Um, this one was found about a week and some change later. Body found at 6 a.m. And Annie Cotman, guess what she was? A prostitute. With a severe alcohol a problem. A prostitute. Yeah. A, ro <laughs> a what? No, it's, um, never mind. Don't never mind. <laughs> it's, it's from a show. Never mind. So she was known, she was known <laughs> like, like her friends that knew her and stuff, they, 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 they categorized her yet again as a heavy, heavy drinker, always drinking all her, you know, she would, her money would go to alcohol, uh, severe alcoholic and, uh, yet again, throat slash down to the bone, but this time the bowels were removed and it, this is super gruesome, but a portion of her stomach skin placed on her left shoulder and a portion of her flesh small intestines were placed above her right shoulder. And then sections of her bowels completely removed and taken. Yeah, her, it, it said her womb had been removed and taken. Like her womb as well. Oh, there, yeah, there, well, there was uh, the other ones that, yeah, that were deeper, like yeah, stuff there, was There's a reason and, why I say that now because it was from multiple victims. It wasn't just one that, right. the, that the uterus or the womb had been removed. And other parts. He, other he parts. Gets, he yeah. gets like but, crazier. Yeah. He wants to take souvenirs. You know, it's not every day. You, well, you this know, is the one. Somebody up, so. I remember that time, yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> on the shelf? Yeah, the shelf. 
What's that? Oh, it's a womb. Yeah. Wasn't this the what? one that was found in like a backyard area and she had like, there was items, her items had been organized and kind of laid next to her body and like two rings went missing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she, again, so he's, he's like taking this next step. He's like, all right, I did the first one. I'm gonna go a little crazier with this one. Um, but, and, and how these things, you know, got deeper and darker and a lot of investigators think that they're, that's why they, they hung on like a ritual aspect for so long because there was a lot of these underground like cults, as they put it. The Black and Sacrament. The Black Sacrament. <laughs> they were yes. performing the Black Sacrament. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> um, that, that doesn't sound nice at all. <laughs> My Skyrim people know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Listen. So that they, they hung on this. They're like, All right, this is some part of some like cult and doing their, their, it's a part of a cult ritual. Um, number three was a, a Elizabeth Stride. Um, this one though, I couldn't find if she was an, an alcoholic or if even a hundred percent, if she was a prostitute or not. Um, I'm guessing she, she was seeing how all the rest were, but this one was the one where, uh, he was probably in the middle of doing what he did. Her throat was slashed like the rest. However, there was a. This guy roll, rolls up on his uh, buggy and, and horse and happens to see it down an alley, runs over, and that was all that was done to her. But her body was still warm. Her blood was still like flowing, which you know would denote that he had just begun and maybe got startled. And that was all that happened to that one. Yeah. Um, but 45 minutes later, a Catherine Edo. Now, Catherine Eddowes was out drinking, go figure, uh, so drunk that at 8.30 p.m., the uh, police officials, Scotland Yard, took her into custody to let her sober up. I mean, that's, she was like smashed at 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was locked up and then released around 1 a.m. Yeah. They, wait, they put her in a holding cell because she was so drunk? She was so drunk and so intoxicated that and they literally put her in a cell to sober up and then they released her at one in the morning. Oh, what nice fellows over there, Scott. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll give Constable. you a little bit. Yeah. Constable. So, you know, but that you got to think about it. Like, this is 1800s, right, ladies? 1800s. Like, you got to be pretty smashed to for them to care enough to lock you up, yeah. put you in there for a while, let you sober up, and then release you at 1 a.m. Uh, her body was found less than a mile away, I believe. Yeah, they said it was. Uh, I think it was a mile, about a fifteen-minute walk. Yes, yeah, about a fifteen-minute walk between the bodies, just under a mile, somewhere right in there. Um, again, you're taking things a step further. Uh, uterus and left kidney were removed and missing. Uh, this time, he absolutely mutilated the face, yeah. removed the nose and slashed the cheeks through the eyelids. Um and oh that's gruesome the eyelids so like they, the body open yeah they, he just he just cut her up you can like see her um but yet again the intestines and disembowel and the disembowel intestines were placed over the right shoulder so again they're they're back to this like it's some kind of ritual right and they're and they're just not trying they can't figure out why this is important but he keeps doing this right he keeps placing these things over the shoulder yeah um one crazy thing though they just a, a quick walk away they found uh her bloodied apron it was a piece of it had been ripped off 
And they don't know if it was during an altercation or not, yeah. but it was a piece that was ripped off, and they found it on the ground. And then the chalking inscription on the wall, and it read... Oh, he wrote something. Well, well they're not 100% sure. Somebody wrote it. Someone wrote something. Yeah. Later, we'll talk about... I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the letters, and yes. the writing on the wall did not match the letter. So there's that, but it, again, chalk or whatever was on the... They, eh. they, they're not sure if it's related or not. Yeah, my handwriting's different when I do it on walls. True. When, when you I, yeah. do it yeah, on, when I'm on a chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I'm on a chalkboard, Speaking when I write letters. Speaking of uh, handwriting is different, Julia wrote that thing on the calendar. Like, my, my wife, like, texts a group text, like, hey, I don't remember writing this. Did you write it? And I'm like, babe, that's your writing. You just wrote it at an angle. So, anyways. <laughs> yes. Case in point. See? Yeah. Yeah. Evidence. There we go. Evidence that yourself. when you write standing up against the wall, your handwriting isn't always the same. Yeah. Look. So, I mean, Andy just uncovered a clue. Yeah. Right. Putting two and two together here. Because you're writing with your arm instead of your like hand and wrist at that point. So yeah, different muscle memories, yeah, different control. Totally, totally get it. Plus, so, you just murdered someone, so maybe you're a little, a little shaky. shaky. Yeah. Yeah. Adrenaline. You know, like yeah. And, or serotonin, and, depending on who. Like you are. it took a minute <laughs> probably to find your chalk because <laughs> he's so excited. <laughs> he's like, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to write this letter. Let's get it. <laughs> yes. Well, his melatonin hadn't kicked in yet. <laughs> yeah. He's he's fired up. <laughs> This guy, listen, uh, Mr. Jack this is not a good humor, man, man. He's very dark. Listen, so the, the eh, wall says, they've all been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> I'm sure all their relatives are studying this empathy, stuff, by the right? way. Zero. Um, the wall said, the Jews are the men that will be blamed for nothing. Okay. okay. The Jews are the men that will be blamed for nothing. So, you know, investigators said that he, that if this was him, he's either inciting that the killer was a Jew or that the Jews are the reason that the killer is doing it. Right. Again, we have no proof that this was part of it. Other than the fact that this torn piece of apron from her apron with her blood was right next to the writing. Coincidence. I don't know. It was misspelled too. I don't know if that mattered, but Jews was misspelled. Yeah. So what? really? Yeah. Some of the letters J- were too. J U W E S. And it, 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 the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. Yeah. It was very hard that, to read. Oh, he was very British in that. It was, not be blamed for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and it was, it was, it was smelt, or spelled wrong. So I don't, maybe it wasn't spelled wrong. Maybe that's how they spelled it in shorthand or something like, back then. But when I read it, I was like, well, that's kind of, it, it reads juice, but the way that it was relevant. I know. It's also out. a double negative, so it doesn't make sense either. So anyway. Right. Well, and well, then do it again. Do the accent again. <laughs> Jews. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say that. Jews. The Jews are the men that will b- not be, be blamed, blamed for nothing. nothing. Mm. Yeah. Cryptic. So, hmm. let's get into murder victim number five. Mary Jane Kelly. Now, keep in mind before this, all the victims to this point are in their 40s. Okay. This woman was 25 years old. Alright. I don't know if there's any Importance to that, but for whatever reason, all the rest were in forties. And now, mind you, maybe most of the prostitutes that were out there and heavy alcoholics by this point, maybe that you know it makes sense. Um, but Miss Kelly was the youngest; she was twenty-five years old and the only one to be murdered indoors. So she had, I guess, her own room that she was renting, and um, she was out with a, a fellow named George Hutchinson. He was the last one to see her at two a.m. Um, she asked him for a loan. He didn't give it. And then uh, she ends up hooking up with a what appears to be a distinguished gentleman. And this is how George explained uh, or described the man. 
he said that he was in a black coat with astrakhan fur. And so I looked up astrakhan fur, by the way, and I guess it's like one of the most expensive furs as far as um, lamb sheep fur. Um, it is, uh, so back then it would have been like the top of the line fur coat. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, he had a black tie with a horseshoe pin. He had button over boots and a large gold chain hanging from his waistcoat. Sounds like I noticed this in yeah. a lot of the murders. There was always like a comment of a, a respectfully dressed man or a, a, you know, delightfully dressed man. Like it was always a thing that they were to point out how well dressed the person was. Now, there are only a few people that actually saw or believed to have seen the, 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 the murderer. You yeah. don't know that this is the person, but that kind of thing kept coming up a lot yeah. across, you know, as viewer, as people came forward saying that they believe they had seen it. So it, w- it would point to somebody that, is affluent, right? Has some money pending that this is the person. Because mm. uh, like Andy puts, yes, you know, different people mention um, with different murders and people in the area that, again, so here's this guy that clearly has money and he's in an area that is the most poverty-stricken area in all of London. Wait, what kind of jacket? Uh, Astrakhan fur. Dude, he's a pimp. That's what I'm saying. He's a pimp. Is that where they got, is that where pimps are like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna the make these coat. we're gonna make these women scared. We're gonna control them. We're gonna dress up in and we're gonna coat. look like Mr. Ripper. Oh, Mr. yeah, and for a coat, yeah. right? Yeah, gold chains, uh, button over boots. You know, it sounds a little like pimp to me. They'll be like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you uh, intimidated by my fur coat? Like just fur coat? No, Jap the Ripper was. I'm like who? Yeah, like aren't, aren't you educated? No, I'm a prostitute." <laughs> Legendary history? No, I'm a prostitute. Ah, this really backfired on me. I really went the wrong way here. I'll get rid of this. And then it stuck. Yeah, yeah. And they changed just like that. They changed the colors from black to purple, and on it went. Um. So George Lastiner with this gentleman that she uh, he describes, and then the body was found by the landlord, and she was, I guess, a week behind on rent. So he goes to her room, looks through the window, and sees her absolutely mutilated body. Now. She had her nose, cheeks, and eyebrows partly removed, uh, abdomen completely emptied. Um, Both of her, uh, you know, upper girls were gone and removed. Um, Her uterus, kidneys, and one of them were placed under her head. Mm. The liver placed between her feet, spleen placed by the left side of her body, and the heart was missing. And she, her throat was cut so deep that I believe they said the head was almost severed. Almost severed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she wasn't looking too well. Yeah. So the other. <laughs> She's not feeling that great. <laughs> a feeling of emptiness overcame. Oh. Oh. Her head's in another place. <laughs> yeah. Her head's in another place. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, guys, listen. The poor woman <laughs> has been massively How? mutilated, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're the, the one laughing. Not oh me. man, I just I'm laughing. You guys kill me. You guys kill me. <laughs> I'm like uh, trying to think of another one. No, no, no. It's like that moment from The Office. <laughs> uh, Pudding. No. Well, at least you, she wasn't out of her mind. At least. Hmm? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still intact. <laughs> um. The her life was falling in pieces. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen, she, she was falling apart. 
listen, fam out there, forgive <laughs> them for they know not what they do. <laughs> um, a bloody mess that is. A bloody mess. So it, another importance here is that the examiners on all the other bodies said that he could have probably done it in 30 minutes to uh, 45 minutes, like all the other ones. Did they like test that? They're like, hey, get a body in here. I'm going to see how long it Yeah, they just figure, hey, slash, 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 dump, 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 you're done. Yeah. But this one, the amount of work that he did to her, they speculated in the uprights of a, a couple hours of work. Like he spent some time on her. Uh, poor Miss Mary Jane Kelly, um, she got work done. Uh, they did, at, the examiners did come up with what they believe would have been um, the knife that would have been used is something along the lines of like a one inch wide blade and eight inches long. Um, and at this point, they're now confident by this murder that the killer also had some knowledge of anatomy. So uh, just because of the, the incisions he made and how he made them, um, how he, you know, removed the intestines, the heart, the whole work, yeah. it wasn't. Like they didn't see it as, even though it was grotesque and, and definitely a mutilation, they didn't see it as like slop. Different they, doctors inspected all the bodies at different times, and only one didn't use the word advanced level of, of understanding for it, not anatomy. This yeah. person had a, had an advanced level, enough, not just in the sense of like a like an animal, you know, sacrificial or, or skinning, right? But that they actually knew where parts of the body were and how to remove them. That, that I think, believe at one time there was this concept of no, mis, no, no mistaken cuts, like no misstep. He right. took he took cuts only cuts no that excess, were, no excess. He yeah. only took cuts that were necessary, except for the I think the very first murder they said was almost as if he was rushed or it was the first attempt. He had never done it before, kind right. of thing. Uh, and that, that was he, before the serotonin kicked in. He he started you know it it got more advanced <laughs> as it got further along. Yeah. yeah. Precision is the difference between a butcher and a Right. And then, so the one report, though, I said that, that I read is, is, you know, again, back to the one inch wide to eight inches long, different than a, like a scalpel, right? This, is, this wasn't a scalpel blade, but still a very sharp, but, but large blade. Mm. And so, um, and again, it appeared as though he had a, quite a bit of knowledge of what he was doing. Um, and so at this point, I know that one of the, the reports I read said this is where they started shifting from the, the ideas of ritual killing uh, as far as like a cult to this is an individual that is specifically targeting and he's got his own thing going on, right? Um, so there was a, where is it at? There, by this point, there was something called the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, which was basically neighborhood watch, mm, right? Yeah. So you, and they you know, were determined to figure like, this out. Yeah. yeah, like these guys were meeting day and night, looking at everything. Like they were going to find who was doing it. And they didn't tap. They, they, they don't. They don't tap? Yeah, you said it was a Vigilance Committee, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Slipping in magic. <laughs> yes. Those guys don't tap. Those guys No matter don't what. They don't. They don't. Always ready. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Um, so the the head of this committee, uh, a Mister Lust, he received a box, and now. Before we talk about what was in the box and the letter that came with it, by this point, there had been numerous letters. There had been tons of letters claiming that they were the killer. Um, there were the two. So so I saw you wrote this down, but I wanted to kind of clarify. So there, there were hundreds of letters. Hundreds, but yes. how it kicked off, there were two letters that were sent by the same individual. They do believe this to be the person, but there's no evidence that it is uh, based on the other letter that you're going to reference um, being what they believe to be accurate. Yeah. Uh, the first two letters are the ones where he says, "Dear boss," and there are "Dear boss" letters. He he addresses him, "Dear boss," sends him to I believe the journalism. I don't remember which which yeah. journalism it was or place it was, but both of them say "Dear boss," and both are signed Jack the Ripper. So this is the first time you hear the name Jack the Ripper because there was actually another name given. I don't know if you if you knew this to what Jack the Ripper two. was referred to as before it begot media station. Two of them actually: White Chapel Murderer and Leather Apron. The Leather Apron. I saw that that one. So it was like they didn't really... Those were the names that were kind of going around the streets. But once it got like notoriety and it started like even the United States at the time was yeah. writing articles about how bad this was and the police sucked and you know this kind of thing. And we'll talk about a specific American too, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but it that, had spread. Once it got like this natural or, or national and global notoriety, that's when the Jack the Ripper letters came into play. So there's a lot of evidence that it is him because of the content that was mentioned in there. Things like he was going to cut the ears off and deliver them to police. They were never yeah. done, but they're in one and of the murders. Was, and one of the letters said, like, tonight's going to be a double. Right. And, he, and, and, and the double and then, event. And then that was... He actually referred night. to it as a double event. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about slicing ears off. And there's, there's, it, they, there was an attempt at slicing ears off, but that was the one where he got rushed, yeah. possibly in the act. So it's very possible these first two letters are the original. And then since once those two letters were the, kind of the start, there were hundreds of letters that came through after that. Now... After those and those first two letters, the only one that they believe to be actually a letter from the Ripper uh, is the one you're. I'm assuming you're going to give us details on. I am. Okay. Yeah. So it, it came with a box, and in the box was a kidney. He says that this is the uh, kidney of victim number four, um, Eddowes, Mrs. Eddowes, Miss Eddowes, and 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 this is this is what the letter said that came with it. It says, Mister Lux, sir. I send you half the kidney I took from the woman. I preserved it in, uh, I, pre I preserved it for your, for you, blah, 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 for you. And the other piece I fried and ate. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that I, that I took it out. If you only wait a while longer signed, catch me if you can, Mr. Lust. Right. So he's, he's telling Mr. Lust, catch me if you can. Right. He didn't sign it. Jack the Ripper, he, did he didn't any of that. Yeah. Um, and and I know this is a, this. There may be a reason I don't know, but the kidney was preserved in wine. Um, so I don't know if he was trying to signify something. They the um, only thing that I read was that the doctors that had examined the body of the fourth victim examined the kidney and said that it could be, but there was no way for certain to verify if it was because right. it wasn't an entire kidney. It had been some time. There's no way for them to identify what the kidney looked like without actually seeing it removed or it be there. So there's validity to the fact that it came with a kidney, but there's no validity to whether or not this is the guy because uh, he would have. You assume he would have signed it the same way. They, I, I don't. There was a comparison of the handwritings, and it it was close but not perfect kind of thing. So we're not the, really sure. The examiners did say that that pretty much without a fathom of a doubt, it was a human kidney. It was a human, right? So if this wasn't him, there's some other dude out there. Jack and kidneys from people. Yeah, 
Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just some animal kidney. It there was, was no it was black definitely... market then. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, enjoy your bathtub full of ice. Yeah, no. But the other ones, right? The other two the... letters could significant or significantly be about you know notoriety. I want a name that yeah. I like. This right. is what I want to be known as. I have now done this. I'm telling you about events. These things are happening. And this one could strictly be about <laughs> catch me if you can. Like I know that you guys are out here and you're this small and you're trying to like come and find me. I'm gonna taunt you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why he wouldn't? And, and I don't know the dates. I mean, were these things sent to the same time? Maybe he hadn't classified himself as Jack the Ripper. But it's interesting that he didn't use Jack the Ripper in this comment when he sent it out. Well, right. And so they received that box, by the way, uh, October fifteenth. So this was after the fourth, but the fifth hadn't happened yet. Oh, so this was directly after uh, Miss Etta. Got it. This is uh, just right after. Yeah, um, very shortly after so Miss Etta. It Ms. could Eddowes. be by this point. It could be by this point that it ha- actually hadn't hit the news. So this actually could be the first letter. Um, I don't know when yeah, the news... I don't know either. The, the news, when it came out, it talked about the double event. The double event was right before... Miss Eddowes. Miss Eddowes. Or Miss Eddowes was part of the double event. She was part of the double event. Right. And so that they, they had received letters before this point, but this was the, the first time, not only was it a letter, but it was you know possibly some kind of evidence right. that he was the guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so... Five murders, and then that was it. There wasn't any more that that matched or went along with anything that he had done. Um, so at this point, he's now he's done his fifth. Fifth was the most grotesque and bloody. And then I know for some time after, there were some letters that started popping up, and it was just again they they looked at like Andy was talking about, and it just didn't match handwriting. It didn't it didn't match you know anything that they believe and they just think it's people doing pranks or whatever the case may be. But either way, fifth murder happened, done, he's gone. Okay. Uh, now let's, let's talk about some possible suspects. Now, I think three out of five of these were of Jewish descent. <laughs> so, you know, back to the whole chalkboard thing or chalk writing thing. Yeah. Uh, so there was a John Pizer, a Polish Jew bootmaker. And he also was believed to, on the side, run an extortion racket against prostitutes, selling them for money, and even threatened to, quote-unquote, rip them apart if they refused to pay. They said there was, there was actually rumors going around of a man that was beating up on prostitutes. So he was, he was pimping them. He was, he was, he was smacking yeah. them around. Yeah. So that's where that Leather Apron name came Leather from. Apron, right. Yeah. Because his nickname was... Lo and behold, leather apron, because he wore a leather apron. Uh, he carried around a large knife, you know, bootmaker, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Pizer had two alibis, two, as I read, very strong alibis for two of the murders. Hmm. So, um, may or may not be him. The next one is a Severon Klazowski, a.k.a. George Chapman. He was born in Poland, attended college, and 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 was also attended college for medical, and was also appointed as a surgeon's apprentice. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yes. Now this is the guy that technically she she wasn't hanging out with him, but she knew really well and talked with him that night, right before it was this Mary Jane Kelly. Is that the same? That's the same. No, guy? I think it's a different George. Maybe I don't know. Because I, I knew a very popular name. It was a very popular name. Well, yeah. Well, and he changed his no, name. No, no, no. You're right. Sorry, George Hutchinson. Okay, okay. 
but still, erase that. So this guy changed his name because he came from Poland mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I'm going to basically change my, my name to a UK name because George Chapman wasn't his born name. Um, so he, he fled Poland and immigrated to the UK, changed his name right before the murder started. So he changed his name right before he started murdering. Yes. Well, we know he fled to the UK. Wouldn't you murder first and then change your name? Yeah, I don't know, right? (laughs) Like if you're going to do it, I'm like, you know what? Well, you get an alias so that you don't get anybody tracing you back to the fact that, because nobody knew him, like when they, when they started checking on this guy that's when they found out that over in poland is where he got all his medical training because mm. before while he's in the uk he was a barber so he worked as a barber in Whitechapel during the time of the murders um his wife stated and check this out one of his wives stated that he would go out for hours at all hours of the night and then come back um later by the way poisoning multiple wives with a compound much like arsenic and then hanged in 1903 for the murder of his wife. Now, the reason they're not necessarily believing it was him was he, he like used this special compound and like went the distance to poison his wives, but did, you know, and then turned around and mutilated these other women in a very much different kind of way. So they're just, they're, they're looking at it from a, a psychological point of view. Yeah, torturing women. Yeah, like he, he probably would have done his wives the same way, yeah. right? But so, who knows? What's really weird about the tie here when you say barber, and this is kind of like it popped in my head, and then I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google and see if there's any kind of tie there. So Sweeney Todd came out in 18 like 45, and it came out before. It came out before, and there's this this idea that maybe Jack the Ripper was obsessed with the killings of Sweeney Todd, and that you know was demon barber the whole thing, right? Yeah, so he didn't know it came out considered to this. There's this idea out there that he was an obsessed copycat, like he was trying to copy the things from the book. Now I guess. Sweeney Todd, I don't know the, the history behind that one. That one actually might be, and it was a fictional character. Yeah. But I believe it's yeah. based on a true story of huh. a person that was a barber that did murders and yada, yada. But yeah, I think it would be interesting to see, you know, think about the timeline. If it's like 1845, 1849, Jack and Ripper was seen to have been anywhere from his 30s to 50s, right? So he would have been a kid when Jack, when uh, Sweeney Todd came out. Yeah. And if, I mean, and he's a barber. So he reads this, memorizes, he's a surgeon, mesmerized turned to barber. I'm just saying. Um, a little tie there. Mm. Huh? Maybe Mr. George Chapman is our killer. Mm. But we have a couple more. We have Francis Humbledee. Now, this guy's an Irish-American, made a fortune posing as an Indian herb doctor in America and Canada. He was connected to some deaths in Boston, but he escaped uh, before he could be persecuted. And he was, it was claimed that he despised all women and claimed to possess a hatred towards prostitutes. Now, these are people that were interviewed back in the States that knew him. Uh, he, he would, it was known that he would hold male affluent parties in Washington, D.C., where he displayed preserved female reproductive organs, boasting that they had come from every class of woman. He engaged in uh, homosexual activity, which, by the way, he was arrested for in, in Europe because back then it was illegal. Right. Um, and he fled back to New York shortly after the murders had completed. So remember, because the last murder happens and then boom, no trace. Right. So this guy has this anger towards women, specifically prostitutes. And, um, you know, possibly killed some people in Boston. 
and then he bounced out back to New York. He was also known for dressing very elaborate. He liked to wear uh, military suits. He, he would wear fur coats. He would wear big hats. He was, uh-huh. um, I think the only thing I saw that they said was, based on the descriptions, which was a vast number of different descriptions, he did have the mustache that they referred to Jack the Ripper having, but that he was a much taller than most of the people had said. He was 6'1", and he was, you know, an Irishman. He was a white guy. Yeah. So they said the mysterious, like, being able to hide and get things, because there's possible that people were around a body, and Jack the Ripper would be there kind of hiding in the shadows because he was in the middle of that. Right. Um, they said it would be difficult for someone that's 6'1 to be able to pull something like that off, but dude. he dressed up in a way that people would notice. Well, he was, like he, he was, was rich. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it, he, it makes sense that, you know, his, his attire would match what has been described by individuals and big thing he he was arrested as a suspect he was he was arrested because they believed that they wanted to question him he was actually he actually got arrested we talked about some of these other candidates as far as people that were investigated he was legit arrested as a suspect um and then Mm. got out on a bail and then fled the country wonder why he fled Mm. Mm. well he ran away from a murder once before right all right just Mm. just saying he's like i did my job i'm out uh, I did read though that I mean the some of the stuff that was unlikely though he just he didn't necessarily um, have the knowledge um, from a medical or scientific point of view and that was like the one thing that they were just like they didn't believe that he w- could have surgically done what the Ripper did and that you know again the the fact that these these examiners firmly believe that this individual was was trained. Or had a lot of knowledge in this, and he was not one. He was a usual suspect. Right? He was, yeah. They were looking at someone in the area. He, he was staying at a house that was like around the corner from yep. one of the, the, the people that, that got murdered, uh, and he's one of those ones that had a rap sheet. And they're like, ah, this guy, ha- it has to be him. He's, he dresses the part. He's here. The timelines match up. He's from America. This didn't start until he got here. Yeah, circumstantial so evidence. It was, sure. it was definitely circumstantial. There wasn't really anything that pointed to him. And then the last one. Now, the last one, other than the last piece I'm going to talk about with this guy, um, he wasn't, he was actually a small probability, but then there's this other piece that comes out later and it kind of just increased even to today, believing that he was prime suspect. So Aaron Kosminski, he was a Polish Jew that he regularly threatened women with a large knife and he was regarded as insane because he basically, when you read the description of this guy and, and some of the stuff that um, people that knew him, that he went through, it, it's schizophrenia. Like, heard a lot of voices, um, you know, being told to do things and things along those lines. Again, other than the fact that he had threatened women with knives and had been in that area and um, they think he's crazy, not a lot of evidence. However, there was a Shaw that belonged to uh, Miss Eddowes, number four, victim number four. That was possibly, possibly, and possibly. we'll and we'll get it. Yes, and we'll get into a little bit here in a second. So this Shaw was sold at an auction, and um, they found it, and it had possible DNA bloodstains on it. They tested it in 2014. And they tested it against Mr. Kosminski's family and Miss Eddowes and believe, and they did these, these DNA tests and they matched. Or so they say, right? they matched both families. 
Did you read into this as far as the type of DNA and what it what it actually? I did? didn't go deep. Okay, no. I did because I, I want to talk like, about the 2000. They did it again in 2019. Yeah, go ahead and finish your thought, and then I'm yeah. gonna I'm yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk about it. So, uh, people discredited it, saying, "Hey, with time and all this and and all this other you know contamination and just throwing all this stuff out again." This is 2014, so we're just talking eight years ago. Yeah, and then fast forward to 2019, a a a Cambridge, I believe, it was a, a Cambridge, you know, university. Um, yeah, the university, but there were some some scientists that were like, "Hey, let's check it again with, you know, even now more advanced technology." And they came to the same conclusion that there was a match. Mm. Right? But again, a lot of people, a lot of other scientists are like, "Nah, eh, cross contamination, all these different can it, all the things that could have happened, you know, 130 yeah, years ago." Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, so I guess Andy's going to enlighten us deeper on these tests. The DNA results, that, so, so going back, the, the suspected Shaw was a, a, supposedly one of the constables, one of the police officers, took the Shaw and kept it. He stole it from the, as evidence from the scene. Oh. His ancestors found it, I think, about 100 years later. And then it was donated and whatever, not da da da, and it was sold, and that's how it got into the hands of people that were going to be able to read. Did you find out what it was sold for? I was trying to find it. I um, I, I, I can, curious. I'll look it up in a second. But yeah, so, <laughs> but the DNA tests that were done in 2014 and 2019, uh, they ran the DNA test again. Is the age, the age of the Shaw, the DNA test? What was what came back? They they ran it against Aaron Kosminski. Yeah, and it was the, and I'm going to butcher the heck out of the word. I'm going to butcher the heck out of it. Uh, mitochondrial. Mitochondrial. mitochondrial okay it's a dna that right. specifically ties to the mother the female you can only use that dna to rule out a suspect not to rule in because if you run that D that form of dna it's possible that a lot of people have ties to it so when somebody mm. comes back and says this his dna was found on it it just means that he can't be excluded as the as the right. as the killer right that he he, he could be yeah, because of the, the it doesn't male, help us get any closer it, to it. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it really you would use that to to exclude someone. We're gonna run this against all of our possible victims or people. And if they yeah. don't come up, and if they don't come up, them. then we know for sure yeah. they didn't do it. Well, and and it, even more so. Again, this guy was not trained like the examiners believed that the individual would have been. Just no other evidence. You take this Shaw out of the picture, and this guy was probably the least likely suspect. Yeah. The other thing was that the Shaw and the value of the Shaw at the time, uh, they believed that the Shaw would not have been able to be possessed by, I think it was, I don't remember which. which Miss Eddowes. Miss Eddowes, yeah. They said that, that she, being where she was at in life, and the fact that she was a prostitute, would not have been able to afford a Shaw like that. So they don't believe it to be her Shaw. That's the other argument, is that oh, it may not yeah, be her Shaw, and that there was no DNA evidence on there that belonged to her. They were just testing the DNA against him. So, and it's all in the story. And furthermore, the police officer actually Maybe it was a plan. The, the police officer at no point in time was ever able or at that scene. That was the other thing is that there was no evidence that he ever went to that scene that night and reported there. He wasn't the officer that was on duty. He was this cop. He got himself a Shaw. His got family himself, just make bank. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm just going to get a little blood smear on this guy. They probably at some point, you know, Talk to Mr. Aaron Kosminski, and he's nuts, and they got a little DNA from him, and they're like, throw it in there. I'm really curious to know what the Shaw sold for. You know, uh, before the show started, we were talking about like collector cards and Beanie Babies, and like just how you know these objects that should have no value have ridiculous value. 
you know, and I, I would love to know. I'll, I'll Google it while we're talking still, but yeah, yeah, I actually have one more victim. It's kind of hard to Google and, you know, but if somebody else wants to look it up, I can look it up. Oh, you got another victim? I got an, or not a victim, not another victim. I mean, uh, a suspect. suspect. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the very last victim is Mary suspect. Jane. Oh, no, no, victim, you're right. Mary yeah, Jane yeah, yeah. Kelly, yep, right? Yep. She didn't actually rent that room by herself. She was with a man that was suspected to be her, her spouse or her, you know, they did. I was, it was a little iffy on whether or not they were married, but she was with someone. His name was uh, Joseph Barnett. He would go by Davy or Dan or da- Danny or Davy, right? But he Joseph Barnett. I'm just curious. So your name's Joseph Barnett, and you go by Danny. I I, I would love to know. <laughs> I, I, my guess is maybe his name was Joseph Daniel Cody, Barnett. We're gonna, we're gonna start went, calling you uh, Rick. <laughs> what? I mean, no. it just it sounds no, like they go together. I'm telling you, it's probably because his middle name hey, is Ricky. Daniel, right? We, I don't. There's no yeah. way to know because yeah. they said back in no. those days there was no real Records log or, or census yeah. of of kind of what was happening and and all this stuff. But basically. He went, that was the nicknames he went by. He lived with her for a significant amount of time and <clears throat> they broke up on, right before, he broke up in like, I think they said October 30th or 31st. Oh. Um, because he was, he was a fish, fisherman at a fish, or he worked at the fish port. He lost his job and times got hard for them after that. And because times had gotten hard, she started hanging around with some friends and those friends were prostitutes and got, he got pulled into the scene of being a prostitute. Those are great friends. And he had a problem with this, argued with them and had an issue and eventually broke up with her on October 31st. So there's this idea that because he had such a disdain for prostitutes and he felt the guilt for driving his wife, spouse, partner into this, that he was taking it out on these older prostitutes because she was 25, mind you. Right. all of them were in, I think they said their 40s, the 50s. They were, all, they were older. All of them in their 40s except for her. Yeah. yeah. That The idea was that he was the one that was actually going out and killing these individual prostitutes. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then eventually it led up to an altercation and he killed her. She's the only one <clears throat> where screams were actually heard. So when she gets killed, there's two tenants in the apartment complex that hear the, the screams of someone they would, they would say are murdered or being murdered. Uh, but then it falls on death ears. Like it just gets quiet. So there's no real evidence to say he's the guy, but, but he was, they, he had motive, which is one of the things that was the hardest things for Jack the Ripter suspects is they needed to have motive. And <coughs> a lot of the individuals we were talking about didn't have motive. Uh, there was no real reason for it, but I don't know much about his past. He was a fish porter, so he didn't know his way around a knife. He yeah. knew how to get how fish to get and do those types of and, things. Yep. And one of the things that we, we kind of experienced was it did get more sophisticated or more like elaborate than what he was doing to the bodies as the murders escalate. Doesn't mean that he got better at it. It just means that he was experimenting more. Yeah. He, he was just cutting going, apart. He was going deep out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing. The reason I mentioned wombs earlier and I wanted to go back to it. The Irishman, the guy from New York. Yes. There was, it, it, he, he talked about these men meetings where he would have all these men come over and they would talk about how much he hated the women and the prostitutes. I don't know if you mentioned it, I, I may have not been paying attention, but there's a yeah, point and one of those he, guys goes in the back room. And he has them on display. Okay, has them on yeah. display. I, I missed you talking about that, but yes. No, but he, that's crazy, right? Like, that was crazy to me. And they said that there's no real evidence of that. It's just one guy's version of it. And that yeah. guy was known for being a pathological liar. And there was only one article that ever said that. But could you imagine? Could you imagine yeah. walking into a room and just a wall full of uteruses? You're just, yeah, you're hanging out on a party. You're like, hey guys, I'm going to use your restroom real quick. And you walk in and that's all that's on display. Just, you know. Uh, some people got libraries. This guy just is like, hey, here's my plethora of female organs 
inside a jar. Sounds like a friend of Cody. Did you look it up, Cody? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Um, so basically what happened is the descendants of the policeman who allegedly had the straw yeah. um, sold it to someone named uh, Mr. Edward. Uh, Did you find a value? Yeah, it was an undisclosed amount. They sold it to that guy because he was obsessed with it and he wanted to pay. It said undisclosed, but in 2015, uh, or no, in 2007, that's when they got it from him. Edwards got it from them for the undisclosed amount, but then he put it up for auction in 2015 for $4.5 million. Oh my Lord. Wow. 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 Yeah. And so then, so someone else took it and then they did that new test on it in yeah. 2019. So yeah. 4.5 million. Here's the crazy part about this. All right. We don't, we don't live in a, in a time where we see much of serial killers anymore. Right. right? Like it's hard. Let's, let's be real. It's hard to become a serial killer. You know, yeah. Ted Bundy, those types of things happen back. Yeah. As technology has gotten more advanced and we've had more, you know, understanding and senses. And we, we like, we don't have a lot in the United States where we have this spot where we go, we don't know who lives there. It's possible. Yeah. There could be people that don't exist. They have somewhat, a, a foot there's a way to time. track it down it's hard yeah. right um if this were to happen today i mean i don't know that it would get to five murders but it happened relatively fast right we're talking about like like a month month and a half all uh, these murders august to november so yeah uh, yeah so, uh, four months yeah four months. so three yeah but there was, was a big gap between the fourth one and the fifth one correct there was yeah so it was and i think so what did i say august august 31st mm-hmm. was the first Queen. And then it was September 8th and then September 30th, September 30th was the two. Right. And then it jumped from September 30th all the way to November 9th. Yeah. And so, there, so and I'll just add that there were a lot of other murders kind of happening throughout this that they tried to tie to Jack the Ripper, but right. they, there just wasn't enough of a tie. I think no. the only one that they said of the five that could be probably argued the most against him, be, it being him would be the very first one. Because it wasn't as surgical, and I believe she was stabbed thirty nine times, which none of the other victims had been stabbed that many times. Right. Um, yeah, it was more. It was more brutal. It was more brutal. Um, so and, and there, none of the there's an argument that that wasn't him, and so it actually started a little later, not as early. But the, right. the reality is, it happened really fast, and a time where that you couldn't track anyone. They had, I think, they have. If I saw the list, like there's over a hundred uh, possible suspects. Right. Um, yeah, we just talked t- about the main ones. Yeah, we talked about the main ones that come up that have probably the most concrete somewhat tie yeah. but no real like it's all substantial right or uh circumstantial so you know would it be as big a story if it happened today i mean it would be a big story if five murders happened but i think the, what would happen is i think that person would be caught i think that it would be a big story for a minute and then go away jack the rippers i mean this is this is like legend almost 140 years and it's still it's still happening like, like you still have a thousand mm-hmm. people out there millions of people out there like looking and trying to solve this thing um yeah, one of the most notorious serial killers of all time. And what a name, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. If it wasn't him that wrote the letters, then that dude gave him one of the... Uh, uh, this is terrible. Uh, coolest infamy. names. Yeah. In inf- like infamy. Infamy. Um, it's such a cool name. Yeah. You say Jack the Ripper, people know Jack the Ripper. They may not know all this detail. They may no, not right. know. But right. they, they've heard Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, as, as we're wrapping up here... I'm just, I'm going to say out of the main suspects, you know, Francis Tumbley, I feel, and because again, though they don't know what his, if he had extensive knowledge about anatomy or anything, but yes, like you said, that there was the one, the individual out of one of his parties that saw the, the organs, 
but having wealth, he could have easily learned, right? Without like going to a college or anything like that. He could have, he could have done it under, you know, under, under the, the wraps and, and nobody would have ever known that he had this kind of knowledge, but he, he was wealthy. Um, he multiple, multiple, multiple times talked about his hatred towards women and prostitutes. And again, the possibility that he had a display of female organs in his house, uh, reproductive organs. And, um, the fact that after he was interviewed or, you know, they checked him out, he bounced back to New York where no extradition ever, you know, extradition wasn't like a, a big main thing back then. So, uh, he bounced back to New York where the murders were in the UK and he's got free. Yeah. So that is my, I, I, out of all of them, I'm going to put him at the top. Um, he seems like for me, the most likely suspect. He, he was a, he was a, a self-acclaimed doctor, right? So he dealt with the herbs and all that, but he, right. they, there were mentions. I mean, even though he didn't have the most education and so he wasn't, they, they said that they were talking about how he had like a makeshift hospital and that he was, oh, I I mean, at, at one point I, I read a bunch of this stuff on him. One of the things they said too, is that he even like claimed himself to be the pimple destroyer, right? Like, so he, he knew his way around a lance and those types of things and scalpels. Um, there was another name that he went by, but basically it was like this backyard surgeon, Dr. like pimple pop underground surgeon. Yes. Like he, he claimed to have been yes. able to cure cancer. Right. So he huh. was no, you know, slum. He didn't slum it around. He, he, he knew exactly what he was doing as far as he wanted to be known for being a doctor. He wanted to be, he wanted to, he was going to try yeah. so to say that he wouldn't have stuff like that on display. I think there's a high chance, even though that they, they tried to rule the guy out the talk and to the news and said that this is what he had shown uh, because they tried to talk about his, his, uh, his past and that he was a liar and pathological. There's a lot of evidence to show that this guy could do it. Now I still lean towards the, the dude that was married to Mary Jane Kelly. I like to me, I, like there's a lot of evidence there that he's pissed off. He, he feels guilt. Yeah. Um, this is a time where they're living, they're living in Whitechapel, which has the most homeless people and drunk people on the streets. And he's like, he's the man of the house and he's trying to take care of her and he's feeling guilt and pressure and they're getting ready to go back on the streets. She hadn't paid her rent in a month. There's oh, he a snapped. Lot. I think he snapped and he took it out on the friends. Now, the, now there's nothing saying that these prostitutes knew each other, yeah. but he sees a prostitute and reacts. And he gutted him like fish. And he gutted him like fish. But why would he do it to her? Mm. It may be this is a boiling point. He bro- they broke up. He felt alone. He was by himself, living on the streets himself. Yeah, because you said you broke up at the end of October. October 31st, they broke up. And she was found dead, I think, at the beginning of November. Yeah, November 9th. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Poor, so, poor, poor Mary Jane. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Cody? Do you think? Um, uh, I, know, I like... Cody, uh, Cody's still pondering that it's a, a pimp. Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> a bloody pimp is. Oh, what a rascal this guy is, huh? <laughs> um, no, I like uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the? Oh, these are murders. These aren't even guys. Last page. We have notes. Okay. I have all my pages. We... <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so many names. I Here like we're... I like George Tapp, uh, uh, or Savaron. Savaron Klazaski. Klazaski. Yeah. Was this the guy that was the barber? And he, yeah, and he was trained yeah, medically. So I, I actually yeah. looked it up. It's 1965. So it was 23 years before the first murder is when Sweeney Todd was released. Or 1865. 
1865. Yes. Yeah. 65 to 88. So it was 23 years. So, so it is very possible for the, for the impression. age for the age line that that if that were the case and this person was about their 30s and 40s, which is what they said, yeah. he would have been a young boy when Sweeney Todd came out. Yeah. And that and that the original stage play was British, right? Yep. Or was it I believe it came out in London. London? Okay. Uh, this guy just checks all the boxes for me. I mean, like uh, medical background, hatred of women. Uh, murdering women, wife state, uh, wait, <laughs> murdering of women. Yeah, like patriot. Yeah, no, no problem disposing of like women that are even close to him. Uh, you know, killed, would, his, killed his wives. Yeah, would be would leave out all all hours of the night. Um, you know, barber, sharp object, session with people's neck. Yeah, the former surgeon. Yeah, I mean, just um, like, it goes the, on and on. You know, yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. Also, the name change too when he moved there that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, he. I mean, who is this guy? There's no records. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty tight, smooth move. But there's dude. so That's many. Your boy Jack? That's my boy Jack right there. There's so many. George, George got George got a knife on him. Does he? Don't get too close to him. <laughs> Jackson is great, dude. It's so good. It is. It is. It totally set the atmosphere. Well, whoever, uh, we just know that Mr. Jack the Ripper himself was a, a very disturbed very bad individual and forever will remain an infamy infamy because it just doesn't look like they're ever going to figure out exactly who did it so that name will will stay you know with the the horror realm um and they've made plenty of movies tons of movies and and spinoffs of this individual i mean literally just one of the most infamous names and in you would say that some are torn up about it mm. back to this again i see <laughs> Twisted World fam, as always, we love you. Uh, to don't pieces. To my God. Wow. You guys hear what I hear what I do what I'm dealing with here? Literally. Literally. Hey, we love you as always. Don't forget to follow us on all of our sites. Uh, like I said, when you get a chance, share one of those episodes. Drop a reason why. Uh, as always, we love you guys. We are out. Peace out. Well, we killed that one. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.